This week on the Gamerscape podcast, we've got some kibitz with Fusion X and Bursty as they talk about some of their favorite memories from 2012, the PlayStation 2, and this week's exclusive, Gamerscape.com talks about the most anticipated games of 2013. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your hosts, Fusion X and Bursty. Hey, and hello, video game fans. Welcome to another episode of the Gamerscape podcast, where we bring you the latest video game news and other fun things, too. Uh, my name's Bursty. And, and I'm uh, Fusion X. Yeah. Here we're going to bring you fun things because no one would listen to us if we brought you boring things. That's right. We bring, you know, a lot of fun and excitement into uh, the new year. It's 2013, Fusion. Happy New Year. Yeah, you too. It, yeah. you know, it's been been the new year for two whole weeks now, so. Yeah, I know. You know, a little, uh, little late on that greeting, but, you know. We here at, uh, you know, Gamerscape, we took a little bit of a break, I think, during the Christmas holidays. Um, I'm sure many of you noticed, you know, if you were looking on the... Uh, the Gamer Escape website, we didn't have a lot posted during the holidays. I think, you know, family and, and other things along that nature. I know I was busy working on my, my renovations in my house, and I know you were busy a lot, too, during the holidays, weren't you, Fusion? Not really. No? I was busy being sick for a little bit there, but uh, that's about it. Did you have to work and that sort of thing? No, well, I mean, I my schedule didn't really change a whole lot, so... Oh, My schedule was pretty consistent, but yeah, I, I was sick for a little bit there, so that was fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, same as same as usual. Yeah, see, I didn't have to work at all. I just had to pretty much do the old, you know, walk across the street and work on the old house. So renovations consume my life for the Christmas holidays. So Fun stuff. Yeah, I was saying it's actually nice to be back at work because now I actually don't have to worry about spending my entire day there. <laughs> so... It's kind of a little bit of actually more vacation-like to be at work than it is to actually be home. So Nice. But, uh, yeah, I got lots of video games over the holidays, and, uh, yeah, it was a uh, pretty good, pretty uh, productive little break anyways. Got quite cool. a bit on Boxing Day. I know I mentioned that on the last episode of Gamerscape. We in Canada celebrate um, Boxing Day and, and all of its grandeur and basically where people go and spend all their Christmas money, so got a bunch of great deals on some video games and i know i've been playing sleeping dogs quite a bit over the past couple weeks so it's been enjoyable nice it's a good game yeah well let's get into it then uh we're going to roll into uh of course the the new year this episode we're going to be talking about quite a, quite a few uh you know important things to kick off a new year you know we wouldn't be kicking off a new year without mentioning of course uh what some of our anticipation is going to be throughout the course of the year so we're going to talk today on this episode about um, some of the most anticipated titles of 2013. Or some of our most anticipated titles of 2013. Yeah, I'm sure there's more titles than the ones that we've listed. It's just a matter of... It's a lot of games. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of, of games. games coming out. I think when you look at, you know, a year in its entirety from beforehand, like, you know, at least this year we'll be able to, at the end of the year, take a look back and say, okay, this is what we said was the most anticipated and, you know, when we go and do the most, um, the games of 2013, like we did in the last episode, the games of 2012, you're going to see, of course, a lot of the uh, titles that we mentioned on today's episode. So hopefully if you've listened to the 2012 episode and you enjoyed that, you know, we'll kick off your year right. We'll make sure you, uh, you know, have a nice list. That way you can keep track of what's coming out and, and when sort of a thing. So we'll get right into it after a little bit of gaming news. Uh, you know, of course... Uh, We've had quite a bit coming on the feed in the last couple of weeks since we started off the new year. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I think was really cool that popped up on our... Uh, when I say it popped up because I think you added it, didn't you, Fusion? Which? You added this stuff onto the page. The uh, the Final Fantasy posters. Oh, yeah, yeah. This just came out the other day. Yeah. A, uh, so for the 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy, um, it, was all, it was last year's all 2012, but uh, some stuff's coming out i think it sounds like these have been out for a little bit now and and they've just been kind of making the rounds um yeah. they're posters of every entry in the series including uh tactics and 10 2 yeah uh and they're pretty cool um you can check out the gallery of them online and you can uh, actually get prints for them as well so something yeah, to they've check been, out uh, they've been floating around on Guildwork and uh, a number of other community sites and i i saw them and i thought they were really cool and they're, they're fan done so can't go wrong with that yeah. 
No, they're pretty cool. So uh, make sure to check them out. They're up on the uh, front page of the site there. Yeah, of course, uh, as many of you know, with uh, the Gamerscape podcast, we do uh, try and tie in, I guess, a little bit of our coverage uh, that you'll hear on our other podcast. You know, we just finished doing a Pet Food Alpha this past weekend. So that episode should be coming up very soon on the website, um, as well as, of course, uh, we had Nathan Wright Radio over the Christmas break? Uh, I'm trying to think. We, we did one few weeks ago i don't know if that was before or after we did the last uh episode of this yeah there's an episode that's that's fairly recent so uh you can check that out if if you so desire yeah absolutely um of course uh we finished up giving away our our games over the break as well i think we still have a couple titles left though don't we there were some that weren't claimed so i don't know what we're gonna do with them everything and maybe maybe we'll think of something for the coming weeks here Maybe I'll give him a Bursty, because Bursty still hasn't played Deus Ex Human Revolution, and that's appalling to me. Uh, yeah, well, if you... Uh, just you like know. you, just like how you like never played Portal. Yeah, well, you know what, you changed that on the last episode, you know, anybody who was listening would know pretty well that... I'd we were talking about the, the, the Steam Winter Sale, and yeah. he's like, so how, how's Portal? And I was like, seriously? So I just, I, I bought Portal and I sent it to him because... like five bucks well spent and I was that's like, thanks, it's ridiculous. Thanks Ridic- for have, have, you, have you played it yet? Yeah, I've been playing it quite a bit. Right. That's, that's good. Yeah, it's enjoyable. I told you that. I liked it. It's fun. It's, it's awesome. Fun. Yeah, puzzle games. You know, it's good for the brain. Good for the brain box. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, some other news, of course, has come up this week, um, this past week anyways, about uh, Final Fantasy XI. Um, the producer, of course, uh, since he's been, you know, crawling out of the dark and giving us some updates lately on the website, uh, you know, for the Square Enix forums, he uh, posted quite a bit of information about some of their uh, current details for uh, battle adjustment plans. So pretty enticing stuff. I know I noticed some of the uh, salvage news on there looked pretty impressive, among other things. And yep. I, I know uh, most people are actually getting back into 11 right now, too. So it's an excellent time to come back to the game. You know, if you're listening to this podcast and, and you aren't playing 11, but you're playing, you know, 14 or you're waiting for 14 to come back or maybe you just listen to this podcast in general, um, you definitely want to make sure you, you jump back into 11, uh, you know, prior to Seekers out of Adaloon coming out because, of course, there's so much stuff to do right now, as I'm sure Fusion can attest to. Yeah. Yeah, you just, you just bury yourself in the game. That's what happens. You just get buried <laughs> in stuff to do and... Yeah, you got what a month and a half, I guess, before we'll be uh, getting ready to gear into. End of March, end of March. We'll talk more about that later, of course. Um, Now, this was something you posted, and I I know when I saw it, I I was pretty. It was pretty interesting because the little picture we have that goes with it shows you exactly what we're talking about, and uh, the article goes into saying the new PlayStation Move design shows us how the future of breaking televisions while gaming. So uh, you posted that. Talk about it. This is ridiculous. So a new patent was found um, basically showing what appears to be a new uh, move controller uh, rumored to be used with Orbis or the PS4. Um, and it's a weird design. Like it it shows like two halves that you can kind of like connect together. Mm-hmm. It looks like this kind of weird hybrid of like a, a baby rattle and like bop it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's very weird looking. Um, and one potential use, I guess, for this is. Um, they show a person playing a soccer game, and they actually have four, um, four of these controllers, one in each hand, and then they have them like strapped to their to their feet, like to their ankles. Yeah, um, like to each sh- of their extremities had one of these little glowing bulbs on it. Yeah, and they they showed the person like doing like the the crazy like flip block with their foot kind of thing, and it's just like, like who would do that? Yeah, you know, it's just one of those things where. You know, you have people asking, you know, especially now, and I, I was talking about this with my, with my students the other day. I was saying, you know, you guys don't realize this, but, you know, this is 2013. Do you guys understand the meaning of 2013? It means we, sur- we survived the apocalypse, and so I now we're going to... Well, that was number one. I said, you know, we survived We're going to bring it upon ourselves now, and we're all going to kill ourselves by kicking our TVs and having the TVs fall on us while playing soccer with the, the new move. Well, that, and, and what I was getting at is that you, you do realize that, you know, Back to the Future Part 2 takes place in 2015, so... That's true. Where's my hoverboard? In in reality, we should be pretty much anticipating that we're going to get, you know, flying cars, hoverboards, um, yep. clothing that, like, self-fits itself to you. 
and uh, those those sweet. I want Nike. the pizzas. I want the pizzas. I want the sweet Nike shoes. That's what I want. I want the little pizzas. You like grab it. It's like it, it's like it's like a mini CD size, and you put it in the oven, and then like ten seconds later, it's like a full size pizza. This is true. That's what I want. I would live off of those. And like you know, of course, old people are going to be hanging upside down. So there's there's so much to look forward to. It's all coming in at least two years. So, I mean, mm. we've got lots to look forward to there. So, definitely, yeah. uh, definitely waiting for that stuff to come out. So, yeah, definitely. Like I said, you know, when I saw you put that up, and I was looking at the pictures, just going, really, like, trying to think of the future of gaming, and I can't really see, you know strapping stuff to every single one of my extremities like it's like i'm trying to record some kind of lightsaber fight it's 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 goofy looking it it's really i mean just just the the line artwork for these new controllers you're looking at it you're just kind of like uh okay like whatever you say sony (laughs) it's almost like have you guys really ran out of ideas for what to do next yeah yeah it's it's very strange looking i just no one's I, i can't imagine anybody playing soccer like that you know what? You gotta figure though. Like when the original Nintendo Wii came out, people were saying a lot of the same things, right? Like they were looking at them, going, "Oh, there's a good possibility that this is just gonna be, you know, like another one of those things that's just a fail, and you know they'll go underneath and that and nobody's gonna ever have to worry about them as a company ever again." But I mean, you never know. It might be one of those things where something comes out and it's really cool, and you know, like a mm-hmm. UFC game or something like that, and all of a sudden people are all into it. And, you know, they gotta have the thing strapped onto each other. And, all right. I don't know. I don't know how where they could go with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very odd to say the least. Yeah, CD Projekt Red uh, released uh, their first Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven trailer. Oh man, pretty epic, I have to say. Yeah, it, it looks really cool. There's actually a hidden message in it too. Oh yeah, I which see. Is, which I is pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's been around. Um, it's basically like, hey, so here's a trailer. Like we're still like. You know, there's a lot of work we still need to do. Yeah. And I even, like, call for people to, like, send in applications and stuff. <laughs> They're like, hey, if you want to help us work on this game. So, uh, I mean, it's pretty cool. The, the trailer looks really good. Um, the the visuals look awesome. Yeah, I was um, most impressed by the visuals. Like, when I was looking at them, I was pretty impressed by what I saw video-wise. It reminded me a lot of, like, when you watched some of the original um, SE footage from like you know final fantasy 10 and stuff like that like i thought that the video quality looked a lot similar to that so mm-hmm. and considering it's like this much later yeah guaranteed it's gonna be that much better so yeah right yeah so cool um of course uh, another thing that we've popped up on the homepage, tomb raider multiplayer there's a, a trailer out for that now or a, i guess a video YouTube, yeah youtube embedded video right it looks it looks very it reminds me a lot of uncharted yeah of Uncharted's multiplayer. Um, you basically have two factions. It's, you know, the good guys against the bad guys, essentially. Um, I mean, and it's, it, it just really reminds me of Uncharted, except, you know, with, with Tomb Raider, you get like a bow. Yeah. And, um, I think there's, there's traps you can set up. They said, um, it looks, it looks interesting. I mean, it, it, it really, it, it's, it sounds like it just like a variation of Uncharted, which isn't a bad thing. I liked Uncharted multiplayer. And I um, think that's the thing too, is, you know, when you, when you look at, how people design games nowadays they really look at sort of what's successful and they try and you know imitate but not reinvent the wheel and so if that's what they did i mean uncharted's multiplayer was quite enjoyable i thought anyways so yeah i mean for them to just say hey we'll just you know make a carbon copy and call it something else nothing wrong with that at all no all the better to them anyways so i mean at least like you know you look at it this way tomb raider is going to be a title that's going to be available on pretty much all the major consoles whereas um, Uncharted titles are only available on PlayStation, right? So you would get to have that experience maybe for the first time on a 360 if you haven't played Uncharted before. Yeah, there you go. And and you can play as Zachary Levi. Yeah. He's a playable character. So there you go. Any any Chuck fans out there, I'm sure will uh, will love that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so uh, a couple of uh, vid- uh, videos or movies, I guess, have been released over the past uh, few weeks anyways for A Realm Reborn. Um, we've actually uh, put up a video of the opening movie, which, uh, of course, looks nothing shy of stellar. Um, and then, of course, uh, in ARR news as well, Realm Reborn news, we also can announce that uh, they are officially recruiting for the beta test. Um, yep. So if you are looking to take part in the Final Fantasy XIV, a Realm Reborn, that's the 2.0 beta test. I know it feels like we've been talking about 
a Final Fantasy XIV beta test for the last three, four years, five years? How long now? <laughs> no, not, not that long. Feels like just yesterday I was in like the original okay. beta test or alpha test <laughs> for 14. So, um, so anyways, uh, of course, the link to the beta test application website is right on our homepage. If you just uh, go under the Final Fantasy XIV news, you'll see that uh, that article will pop up, and then of course you can follow the link and apply for your own spot. Now it's actually pretty simple. I went and of course did it myself because I neglected to do so months ago when they had it up. And uh, of course, uh, yeah, you just pretty much fill in your email address and you know what uh, system you're interested in testing it for, and basically they'll fire you a confirmation. And once you've confirmed, you're entered. So they'll they'll email you in the future, kind of a thing. So. Oh, and if you uh, are legacy on 14 as well, uh, you're automatically in. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so like, anybody that uh, hit legacy status with version one will uh, be ready to go in phase one of the beta. So I had legacy status. So what does that mean for me? That means when Did phase I, one goes live, you'll be able to get the client and then oh log yeah. in. Yeah. So I won't even have to have applied then. Nope. Oh well then. You're just you're you're in. I you're, just that's I just, just you're just in. My time then. Well then okay. Well then I'm in. Golden. Awesome. So yeah. Um, of course, another thing that's uh, popped up. This is stuff going into you know of course some of our first uh, sort of bits of news kibitz from the uh, beginning of the year uh the final fantasy 25 fan made e-magazine now you had a little bit to do with this didn't you yeah so what this is uh it's a collaboration of a lot of different final fantasy websites um basically just putting together uh, a celebration magazine for the 25th anniversary of the franchise uh there's articles about all the main series entries um you know merchandise interviews um lots of lots of different stuff in there um, so make sure to check that out. It's up on our website. Yeah. Um, and that's, of course, going to lead us into um, one last little thing that we actually just added onto the website today. Seems like it's getting a little bit of buzz, actually. Like people are uh, all of a sudden taking uh, a stance against an article we put up, which I thought was pretty interesting. The, the um, one sure way to get people to hate you on the Internet is to is to post your opinion. So... Yeah, so, uh, of course, uh, you dove into that that realm of things. Of course, yeah. uh, you know, and even when we, uh, you know, talk a little bit about this, you know, it's it's funny because as a Canadian, I kind of look at this and I and I kind of have to reflect <laughs> on, on what we do up in Canada and, and sort of our laws and things like you that. You goofy Americans, eh? I know. We, <laughs> we're always Dude, just you're, looking at you're all your, your crazy gun control discussions. What are you guys talking about? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, anyways, uh, you you posted, uh, I guess, uh, a little bit of an article along with, uh, I guess, a, a screenshot as well of uh, a video game that the NRA is releasing. Yeah. Um, so basically, what this is, it's an iOS app. Uh, it's free, um, and it was released today, actually, which um, also marks the the one month anniversary of the the shootings at Sandy Hook Elementary. How so great timing. Be, how could you be so insensitive? Great timing there. How could they be um, so insensitive? And the, the game is it's rated four and up, four years old and up. Um, yeah. It's basically you're just you're shooting targets is all you're doing. Um, there's some like gun safety like little messages like point the gun away from people kind of things like you know like the, um, yeah we have to put these in here but you know yeah and. Um, you can buy other guns to shoot. Like if you don't like, you know, the default weapon they give you, you can like purchase yeah, with like microtransactions. Yeah. Uh, so I, it's, it's, I don't know. This is, it's, it's to stupid. Me, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I mentioned, I was, we were talking about this, uh, you know, before the episode and sort of how much we wanted to go into it and that sort of thing. And just, you know, I just said, you know, like, it's just kind of odd. Like when you see, you know, people that sort of disagree with, you know, this type of a thing and then you get the people fight and you know that come in and say their opinion about the other end of things and it's just kind of like you know the people that constantly butt each other's heads over this type of stuff and i mean it's just you know basically you look at a video game like this and you go is it necessary you know and, and in my mind i think it's, you know and this is again coming from the perspective of a canadian i'm one lowly canadian um <laughs> <laughs> i just kind of look at it and go really like why why do we need so many well it's guns? it's interesting and and kotaku actually had some some good comments about this too yeah um, i mean obviously the initial knee-jerk reaction which is what i posted and i i think it's accurate is yeah so the nra comes out and they blame all these violent shootings on video games yeah and then they release a video game and to make themselves look better about it they have like you know the gun safety things kind of scattered throughout exactly um 
and it's and then they they have money right so you can or they have the microtransactions so you could actually give money to the NRA through this app um which i think is the last thing they need or maybe it is what they need so they can hire a new PR person cuz they're not doing a very good job on that yeah i mean whatever um, whatever happened to duck hunt right being the only type of gun that i go. shot as a child you know like i had a little plastic you know you know the zapper i had the zapper plugged it in that was my little, you know, my golden toy as a kid. You know, I got to play Duck Hunt. That was the only, right. you know, it's not like I, I needed, like, as a four-year-old to have a gun target shooting practice game on my iPod. But, I mean, you know, that's the other thing I was thinking about that end of things, too. And there's a lot of parents nowadays that have a babysitter called the iPad. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they just hand their kid an iPad, and whatever game the kid wants to play, the kid wants to play. So, I mean... You know, maybe they get their kids into stuff like that early. Who knows? Right. But. It's just, it's bad. Like, they're, you know, yeah. they're blaming all the stuff on video games, and then they release a video game and as a, as a moneymaker. Absolutely. It's it's not out there to practice, like... Um, Hunting for deer. It's not, it's not you know, if, yeah. if they wanted to just make a simulation that's like, hey, you know, this is how you, you know, handle guns carefully. Sure. And, yeah, the app is free, and I'm sure you get a lot of that, too. But if if they really cared about it like that, they wouldn't have the microtransactions in it. Absolutely. You know, oh, you don't like the little 9mm handgun we gave you? Well, then here, come to the store and get an assault rifle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And Kotaku actually made a really good point, too, and people are talking about it, you know, as as an actual game, it's terrible. Yeah. Like, it it controls bad and everything. You know, anything that you would look at in a game, it's just, it's it's not good. Yeah. Um, and, And Kotaku made the point of where, the NRA could actually use that against people where if people say, oh, well, it's not a good game or it's not, you know, it's, it sucks. And they could say, oh, it's, you know, it's because it's, it's not violent enough. That's why everyone doesn't like it, which, yeah. you know, is just them kind of toying everything like into their favor, which is is not good. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, there you know, there's a lot of different you know points of view on it and stuff. Uh, I think it was a bad move. Yeah. Um, and if people disagree with me, that's fine. Absolutely. So, you know, people, people, that's the thing is, you know, a lot of people will post and, and sort of say, you know, things like, oh, you know, you're wrong, you're wrong. And like, you know what, people, everybody's entitled to having their opinion, you know. And like I said, I'm, I'm one lowly Canadian and, you know, I have a sort of special place in my heart for, you know, the kids in Sandy, Sandy Hook because, you know, I'm a teacher. So for me, yeah. hearing stuff like that has happened, you know, I can never imagine being. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting and I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not like some crazy like active political person or anything like that, but it seems like all the teachers that I've because I know I know quite a few people that are teachers. They think this is a stupid move, um, and it, it, in anything that has been going around with this stuff lately, anytime you hear you know NRA is doing this, and you know the majority of people think it's like the stupidest thing they could have done. There's always those people that come out and say, "Well, blah 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 blah, you're wrong." I usually find that those are people that have guns and, you know, are are yeah. afraid of all the, the control and stuff, which is, you know, I'm not I'm not ragging against people with that. But it's it's interesting to see how quickly people uh, take Just, sides. Yeah, they jump to the defense sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with uh, with that being said, you know, we'll move on. We'll move along. We want to keep things sure. rolling. We're rolling into the year 2013, and we've got lots to talk about here on this week's episode. So uh, we're going to move on to one of our, I guess, uh, our segments that we had planned um, for this week's episode. And that's, I guess, sort of why we waited, I guess, because we wanted to see if we would get any more um, PlayStation 2 stuff. And uh, I put an article up sometime last week um, basically reporting that uh, the Sony PlayStation 2 had officially reached... Uh, a point where it is now no longer produced. Um, it, they have, I guess, Sony announced, it confirmed, of course, with um, another website, which I can't remember which one I quoted for it. Um, I think it was the... That doesn't matter. Anyways. Um, Game Informer. No, was it Game Informer? No. Guardian. That's who it was. Uh, anyways, that uh, yeah, Sony had confirmed with them that after 12 years of production, the Sony PlayStation 2 uh, has come to the end of its production life. So, um, if you do not uh, have one, or or maybe you you know have a broken one and you want some parts for it, uh, now would be the time to get it because, of course, uh, all of the sites that uh, were online that were probably still selling these PlayStation 2s are are pretty much going to be 
yeah. Dunbar now. So. I think mostly, I think the the larger impact of this is going to be over in Japan, where they have yeah. a really big resale market for for PS2s and stuff. Um, I mean, here, I don't think you've been able to get the PS2 for for a while. Like yeah. you have to go online exclusively to get I it. No stores. You'd, you'd have to pretty much be buying it off Amazon or or some exclusive site right. that had yeah. maybe like refurbs or something like that. But uh, yeah, so I put the article out there uh, last week, and uh, I basically put feelers out. You know, of course, just talking about. Uh, the legacy that PlayStation 2 leaves behind and, you know, um, sort of, I think we haven't necessarily talked about our first uh, PlayStation uh, 2 stories on the podcast. I know I have a very nostalgic story of, of, you know, me being able to get out of school for the day to go and pick mine up and <laughs> not not having enough money to buy uh, a game to go with it. So I bought Final Fantasy 9 and that's how I got introduced to the Final Fantasy series and then I went back and played all the old ones, you know, seven and, and included. And, um, you know, of course, so, uh, yeah, I think everybody has sort of one of these memories of the PlayStation 2 that they, you know, they have a hard time sort of setting aside and, and forgetting about, you know. It's one of those systems where it covered such a, an important part of, you know, our, our lives, really. I mean, I know for me, PlayStation 2 was basically the primary video game system while I was in high school. So for me, it was, you know, one of those things where every single person out there, you know, it wasn't between, you know, Xbox and PS3 like it is today. You know, you see kids always going, this one's better or that one's better. But mm-hmm. now, it, it just seems like, you know, when, when it was in that era, the PlayStation 2 was all there was. Right. You had to have a PlayStation 2. So anyhow, I put, uh, I put it out there for feelers. Of course, if uh, any of you, uh, some of our listeners haven't already i guess you could probably comment once this uh once this uh, episode gets out there um so we did have a couple comments you know tiranado uh or tarunado i guess uh it's probably his name probably a final fantasy 11 player yeah of course it says mm-hmm. it's here uh, he says a friend was playing final fantasy 11 online on his ps2 and needed to run in the other room for a few minutes he had me keep walking his taru taru black mage through winders at night as i'm reading this it like reminds me of how i got my brother addicted to 11 um <laughs> he was like eight and i'm like here play my character for me for five minutes and nice. all of a sudden next thing i know he has his own um right then and there i was going to buy a ps2 with FXIHD attachment the next day um i think i'll i tend to wonder you know like there's a lot of people that did start final fantasy 11 on the ps2 with the hd mm-hmm like people that have you know since switched but you know there are still people that play 11 on the ps2 strangely enough Um, my first game was ffxi well my second was ssx another great ps2 title by the way uh followed by ssx tricky then ssx2 and Baldur's gate Baldur's gate awesome uh and then gran turismo 1 and 2 so i still play ffxi to this day and own and drive one of those convertible sports cars i drove in gran turismo 2 gran turismo 2 as i remember such a good like car game this is before the the age of forza forza mm-hmm. motorsports so yeah it was definitely an awesome game um so yeah cheers to you uh Tornado, for uh for tossing that comment out to us uh we also had several kevo ryuki um who's at several kevo on twitter uh he basically wrote to us saying i remember the first time ever seeing a playstation 2 was on christmas day when i got final fantasy 10 and metal gear solid 2 for my first games for the system it was really cool and hooked me into the final fantasy franchise metal gear solid 2 i think for me was probably my most um like you know when you think of nintendo 64 if somebody says to you nintendo 64 your top titles of all time you know you're definitely going to list on their golden eye like, it's going to be one of the first names that pops into your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like for the PlayStation 2, Metal Gear Solid 2, like, holds that same sort of status. Yeah. It's just one of those games where it was like, you need to buy this. There's not much yeah. of a choice in it. Like, you have to. It was, you know, groundbreaking kind of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How about you, Fusion? How did you get your PlayStation 2? Uh, birthday. Really? So you, yep. didn't, you didn't have to go in line or anything? No, really. See, I, I, I didn't get it right away. I mean, I I think I was oh year or two after the fact, but yeah. See, I was in I was in grade nine of high school, and I remember saying to my mom, "I'm like, mom, you know, I've got this thing. I prepaid for it. I want to pick it up. You know, it, it's like going to be like the hottest Christmas item, and I, I want to make sure I go and get it because I already paid for it. I got to pick it up." And she's like, "Oh, well, you can't miss school." I'm like, "Well, the store opens at nine, and I have to get it. Otherwise, they'll give it away." 
because the way EB Games had done it at the time was they sold like so many of these pre-orders, mm-hmm. and um, if you didn't pick yours up first thing in the morning, then they would sell it to the next customer that comes in the store like by the afternoon. So right. I had to pick it up by noon, otherwise you had to wait for the second shipment. So mm-hmm. basically, my mom ended up letting me skip school for the day, and I went and picked it up. Nice. Yeah, so I sat, I stayed at home all day and played it. <laughs> I want I would like and probably thinking back like had I been able to I probably would have stayed home for the entire week. <laughs> Even though it was a crying shame I didn't have a PS2 game to start it with. I you know, I started mm-hmm. with the, with Final Fantasy 9, but nice. Um, still a good game. I have it. I have the disc somewhere still, like a four disc pack of PS1 games. So, yeah. Um, so Sayonara to the PS2. Uh, that brings us, of course, to, uh, I guess, the, uh, the most anticipated part of our most anticipated titles of 2013 episode. Um, so Fusion and I, we're just, uh, we're, we've created a list, of course, between the two of us. We've been adding things here and there over the past couple weeks. After we did the top 10 for, for 2012, we kind of looked at each other and said, hey, we should probably do, like, you know, most anticipated of 2013. That's what most people do when they have these kinds of shows. You know, you do a podcast you talk about the best things of 2012 and of course we're not done talking about the best things of 2012 uh later on this week uh, or after you've downloaded this episode keep your eyes open on the homepage because of course uh you're going to be getting a very special episode of the gamerscape podcast uh fusion x unfortunately wasn't there for the recording of it but uh i sat down with a few of my longtime final fantasy 11 friends um and as i do annually each and every year um i talked about some of the uh unsung heroes of 2012 uh in the bursties awards um so you'll see that very special episode will come out uh, of course after this one since this is technically episode seven and that will be i guess episode 7.5 or 8 however it'll be numbered so mm-hmm. uh here we go anyways with the uh the most anticipated titles of 2013 so starting of course with uh, a title that comes out uh, tomorrow at the time of this podcast uh which is uh, devil may cry yeah. Uh, reviews hit today. Yeah. Um, and it's been a lot of people are liking it. Yeah, it looked like though a lot of like the preview buzz for it. People were pretty pretty excited to the fact that they were rebooting the franchise instead of doing sort of what uh, like Halo was done and you know a lot of the other titles out there where they just kind of make a new trilogy and sort of change the story, but it's kind of the same. You know, they, they actually went to the extent of, of revamping the entire character himself. He looks totally mm-hmm. different than, than the original. Uh, looks a little bit more, I think, streamlined with sort of what to expect in, in sort of modern-day video games, I guess you could say. Yeah. So, yeah. The next one comes out on my birthday. Really? Yeah. Nice. And that, of course, would be Nino Kuni. Yeah. That is the title you know more about, I think, than I. I haven't actually looked at this. How do you not know about this? Because I've been too busy looking at DMC for the last week and a half. I want to go and pick that game up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Nino Kuni, um, it's being made. I want to say level five. Um, Don't don't quote me on that. Um, But it's basically got um, the. It looks like uh, like a Studio Ghibli movie. Oh yeah. Just the way it's it's all cell shaded. It looks really really good, um, and yeah. So uh, it's an RPG. Uh, it's actually got one of the things I like about it. Um, if you think about the last few Final Fantasies that they've they've made, what what's one thing that's been missing um, that all the earlier ones had in terms gonna, of in like, terms of exploration? Okay, exploration uh, like free roaming maps. Like a world map yeah, that you can walk around on. Yeah. Nino Kuni's got it. Really? Okay, yeah. That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. When was the last time we saw a game with that? I mean, it's it sounds so like stupid and trivial, but I mean, like, really, you know. That was one of the things, though. Like I remember. Well, it's funny. We just finished talking about Final Fantasy IX, and and that was one of the things. You know, dead giveaway. When I think of Final Fantasy IX, it was one of the things that I, you know, really enjoyed was the fact that you were this big, cartoony character on a little globe. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so that that title sounds like it's pretty cool uh jumping into february of course uh, we put these titles i guess sort of in like the, the the order of the chronological yeah. yeah there's some titles we don't know specific release dates for it yet so we they're at the end yeah we've just tossed them in the end there uh Desp- dead space 3 is coming out in february um on the 5th that's of course a title um 
Yeah, it should be pretty cool. I mean, the first two Dead Spaces were a pretty neat sort of concept. I know I remember when Dead Space 1 came out, it was it was pretty sort of groundbreaking in terms of story, plot, and, and sort of, uh, you know, it, it was almost like taking like a space sci-fi shooter and making it into almost like a horror movie. So, uh, yeah. you know, Dead Space 3 is going to be coming out. I, I anticipate a lot of the same, um, you know, continuation of the story. It looks like the graphics are pretty, you know, status quo when it comes to, you know, what to expect with it. You know, probably a lot of darkness to it and it's probably going to be one of those titles where you'll uh, you'll see it's it's probably going to be a pretty hot seller, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shortly thereafter, of course, later on in February, uh, the 19th, we've got a few titles coming out. Um, it looks like, um, of course, Crisis 3 is going to be coming out, which is, you know, kind of along the same lines of Dead Space, you know, in terms of an FPS. Uh, feels to me like Crisis 3 is coming out a lot faster than, than Crisis 2 came out. Mm-hmm. I feel like Crisis 2 took a couple years and that this one's just sort of like piggybacked onto Crisis 2. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things where like, hey, like Crisis 3, and it's like that that was it. Like it just kind of like, yeah, they just kind of made it and it came out. And I can still remember when Crisis 1 came out, how like the graphics in that game just pushed every single desktop that we used that we had at future shop like to the max like we mm-hmm. didn't we didn't even have a desktop that could demo it when the game first got launched yeah so. it's it, i mean the first one was a big deal and now it's just kind of like eh, whatever yeah it's gotten to be just kind of like okay we're gonna milk some money <laughs> yeah we're opening our wallets and 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 you're gonna put some money into it for us um of course uh, one of the other anticipated titles um coming out in february I know uh, we talked a little bit about MG2, Metal Gear Solid 2. Um, they're actually coming out with, now if I'm not mistaken, this is the Metal Gear game that's going to have to do with the character from Metal Gear Solid 2, right? Yep, this is uh, with Raiden. Yeah, so this has Raiden. You get to slice people in half or however you want to slice them. I remember so many bits. people were so frustrated with the character Raiden being so sort of centered inside well, that, that game. It, you know what I think it was is, is that Two is just like I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the whole Metal Gear franchise is kind of weird to begin with. Yeah. But two is just weird. Two is yeah. It was kind of odd. I mean, I remember float like a floating ship or something like that, and I just remember you know the classic hiding under boxes and stuff was there. But it, it just felt like he didn't get to play Solid Snake enough. So, mm-hmm. anyways, they they've branched off. They made their own game for 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 Raiden, and of course, uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Uh, is coming out on February 19th, so that's another title to keep your eyes open for. Uh, here's a little bit of a curveball. March 5th, uh, SimCity. Yeah. Is this like a, is this an EA game? This, yeah, this is the new SimCity. Wow. I was just saying this, like, n- like not too long ago before Christmas, how, and I think it was during the Steam Winter Sale, they had all of the old SimCities on sale, and I'm like, man, they haven't made one of those in a long time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a while. SimCity or, um, like, Age of Empires, even though that'll never happen now. But, I mean, mm-hmm. both those kinds of titles, you know, those build-em sort of, you know, titles. It's like you haven't, I haven't seen it in a while. So, yeah, SimCity's coming out March 5th. Um, PC only, or is that going to be console stuff? Uh, uh, PC only, as yeah. far as I know. I see, I see. So then, of course, uh, March 5th, uh, we've got a, uh, a big title coming out. I think it's a big title. Anyways. We talked a little bit about it earlier in terms of uh, multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be a busy day because it's like, man, you know, like SimCity brings back a lot of memories, right? It's just, you know, yeah. back in the day when, you know, you were in like elementary school or middle school and you had like no idea what were you doing. You just wanted to like build stuff. Yeah. You didn't worry about like, you know, the electricity guy coming up and saying, oh, no, this part of town doesn't have electricity. You're like, whatever. I'll never Let's... forget the sound effect. <laughs> yeah. Going yep. the power plants. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, never missed that stuff. I mean, that was one of the games, too. It was just, you know, it was a kind of game where you just get to build. But, yeah, March is going to be a busy month for games. Um, you know, that's, of course, the first week of the month. The second week of the month, um, on the 12th, you've got God of War Ascension coming out. So that's that's another huge title for P- uh, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then shortly thereafter, um, you know, console-wise, and I guess PC, too, uh, you're going to have Bioshock Infinite finally yes i'm excited for that that'll be really good it's look you know what like everything i've seen about it looks to be like it's going to be a really good like sort of you know installment to the uh to the franchise you know bioshock (laughs) games are generally 
always pretty fun, but I mean, it just looks like it has sort of like something to it where if they had to take this much extra time to finish producing it, it's definitely going to be, a, it's going to be worthwhile, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so then of course, one day later, uh, for all of our listeners out there, uh, who are paying attention and, you know, you heard us say March 26th and you're scratching your head going, but, but what about the next day? <laughs> the next day, of course, um, is when Seekers of Adeline is going to hit. Um, yep. Of course, for that's official launch. I imagine there's going to be probably pre-sales since they're talking about a downloadable content pack for uh, for the PC version, anyways, for North America. So now, I know we talked about this on Pet Food Alpha, but maybe not everybody listened to that episode or, or that. So of course, uh, now there was some announcement for Japan that they're going to have um, like a Vanna Deal pack, right? Yeah, uh, in Japan they get Vanilla Collection 4, uh, which has Adeline in addition to everything else. Yeah, so lucky people out there get some cool stuff, and we here in Canada and North America don't get nothing. So far, well, we, we get we get the Ultimate Collection Adeline Edition or Seekers Edition uh, or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Um, however, what we don't get is a box PC version. Um, we don't get... Uh, the Chocobo shirt that comes with the Vanadale Collection 4, uh, or at least not that they've told us. I would yeah. assume that we would get it, um, but it didn't say so in the uh, in the announcement. Yeah. Um, we also don't get, if you order it from the uh, Square Enix eShop in Japan, you also get a CD with it. Oh. So we're, there's a lot of stuff we're missing out on. So um, We'll see, though. You know, I mean, hopefully, hopefully Square Enix will come out and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, you guys get this, so don't worry. We've got, we've got enough time still, I think, between now and then where there's a good chance we could hear something still, so... Keep our fingers crossed, people. I'm sure something's coming down the pipeline. Um, of course, one of the, I think, biggest title. I think this is going to end up being Game of the Year. That, Maybe. That's my prediction. Hear me now. Believe me later. I think The Last <laughs> of Us is going to be uh, the Game of the Year uh, for 2013. Um, May 7th, you've got The Last of Us hitting uh, hitting shelves. Of course, that's going to be just prior to E3, right? Yeah. Yeah, so May 7th, The Last of Us is coming out. And then, of course, yeah. I know this is your little baby fusion. It's everybody's little baby, I think, at this point. Yeah, it, it has to be. If this game isn't your little baby, then you're thinking too highly of yourself. <laughs> yeah, uh, Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, is slated for... Generally. Sometime between April and July, um, depending on... My guess would be more towards July. They Yeah, they did release their, their roadmap uh, for beta, and going off of that... We're looking at uh, sometime between April and July there. Also, so. on the ho- also on the homepage, mind you. So, yeah. yeah. Um, of course, uh, coming up down, we're, we're of course these are the ones that we're sort of more loosely, I guess, tied into. We don't know the specifics to them, but uh, Pokemon X and Y, um, that's going to be 3DS title, right? Yep. Yeah, it's going to be coming around October sometime. It's, in it's in part. it's in like 3D, and I don't mean that like it's on the 3DS. So obviously it's like in 3D. I yeah. mean like the world is actually they've kind of mixed up their their formula from from the last like what like 52 games that they've released. Yeah. Um. So it it it's got a new look to it. Um. So it should be uh, very interesting. We're playing like Pokemon Yellow and and some of the older Game Boy games, and like they were they were entertaining. Like so. If they've mm-hmm. actually gone and, like, put in a little bit of work to them and not just being like, okay, we changed the Pokemon and the story's the same. Yeah. It might actually be enjoyable. You know what I mean? Like, it, in concept, like, those games are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think, anyways. Um, quarter two, we're looking sometime in quarter two. I mean, that's, you know, sometime after March. We're looking, uh, of course, for uh, the release of the next Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, for those of you that, of course, have been watching the homepage, we've had a bunch of different videos put up about it and some different information. Um, they're definitely look making it look out to be a pretty good installment. It looks like it's going back to San Andreas, which is, of course, mm-hmm. one of, it's one of the, I think, historically uh, more, I think, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, significant installments to the Grand Theft Auto series. So they're going back to somewhere where that's actually, you know, kind of, huge <laughs> right yeah you're going back to the world the, san andreas was huge that was yeah the biggest one that they've had in a, in a gta game yeah so uh, they're going back there and of course you can expect it to look pretty nice uh eye candy wise because of course they haven't done it since a ps2 game so i'm sure the graphics what? look pretty good what yeah grand theft auto san andreas was a ps2 game 
Oh, I, okay. I thought you said the last GTA was on a PS2. I'm like, no, no, no. No, the last time they went to San Andreas was a, was a PS2 game. Yeah, so okay. Of course okay. it's going to look better. Um, right. Deadpool game, we decided this last night. We were talking about it a little bit. So uh, Yeah, and you'd never heard of it. And I was like, what? No, because like I said, I mean, like I... I take pride on going through the lists and making sure I had everything that was important and I didn't see this game anywhere. This is so important. You have no idea. This game looks hilarious. I mean, if, if, if anybody, you know, knows who Deadpool is and yeah. and that kind of thing. Uh, we got talking about it because, um, you know, we were looking at, you know, sort of the Marvel movies that are coming out and we were talking about how Hugh Jackman somehow is getting younger and younger in the that's X-Men right we were movies. talking about the wolverine movies yeah <laughs> he's somehow getting younger and younger in all these x-men movies and and you know they had ryan reynolds as deadpool and we both agreed that it was like yeah that's how we terrible. got on it because you were talking about wolverine and then i i was talking about how origins was like the worst thing ever yeah and how they ruined deadpool in it and i'm like i'm like oh yeah we need to put the deadpool game on the list and you're like what i'm like deadpool game what <laughs> yeah so yeah and then of course uh, the last uh the last of the anticipated titles for 2013, we're looking at Lightning Returns, uh, Final Fantasy 13 Part 3. So, yeah. It's not, it's not Part 3. That's not in the title. Yeah, it might as well be called Part 3. No. That, that's the, that's why they mixed up the title, so they wouldn't yeah. have to call it 13-3, and so people might actually look at it yeah. as not being the third game. Yeah. Um, a lot of mixed feelings on this one. Um I know some people are like, yay. Some people are like, nay. It's it's hard, right? Because you look at it and you think, how popular was 13? And yeah. then they made a sequel to that, which they they left hanging on purpose so they could make a third one, which a yeah. lot of people were, were kind of rubbed the wrong way on. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, to their credit, they're actually mixing it up a little bit. Um, this sounds more like, almost like, almost more like an action game. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll be weird. Uh, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it works. It's like, it sounds like, uh, like Majora's Mask almost. It's yeah. like there's a countdown and there's a time. And <laughs> Strangely enough, as we reported in prior episodes, uh, apparently he had no idea. Never seen that before. How much I believe that, I don't know. So, yeah, so there's your, uh, your top games anticipated for 2013. Now, we would be going. We would be remiss if we didn't mention. I, I'd mentioned this to Fusion. We we would be looked at like, what kind of gaming site is this if they don't even mention this type of stuff? And of course, uh, you know, we we would be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that you know we we do realize that you know there's a lot of predictions flying around for for E3 this year. Um, you know, two of the big heavy ones are of course Xbox 720 and Orbis, which I've actually been hearing that those might be revealed in March now at uh, at GDC. Yeah. So, so who knows when we're going to hear about them. Yeah. So, I mean, let the predictions continue. Um, you know, we obviously, you know, we're in the intention of, you know, I know you're going to E3 again this year, Fusion. Am I not mistaken? I'm that's that's my hope. We'll yeah. see. We'll see if I get in. Hopes and plans. You know, of course, hopefully Fusion will get to go again this year. We are gonna sit down and do a pre three episode. That's what I that's what I called it. You see what I did mm-hmm. there? Well, that's yeah. clever. Um, so we're gonna do a pre three episode as we get closer to, of course, the dates to E three, and then of course as we get to some of the other um, unveilings throughout the course of the year, we're obviously gonna do episodes and and, and feature some of these titles uh, that we've talked about. You know, as these games come out, we'll play them, we'll review them, and you know we'll have a chance to talk a little bit more kibitz about it then. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's about it this week for uh, the Gamerscape podcast. Thank you all for for tuning in. This actually, this episode is one of the first ones we've done uh, non-live. Just conflicting co- uh, schedules the last little while. You know, Fusion and I have been mm-hmm. pretty busy with stuff, so uh, we didn't have an opportunity to get this one online. But we'll do our best, of course, to uh, make sure that the next GEP, which will be episode nine, because of course, don't forget, the bursties will be coming up, uh, of course, uh, shortly after this episode gets up. Mm-hmm. we'll space them out that way you know there's a little bit of time in between uh so yeah please keep your eyes on the home page you'll see these things as they come out uh you know you can uh, subscribe to us on itunes uh we're still looking for some people to uh to comment on us i know i've, I've got ratings like i see mostly like we're getting rated pretty well it's, it's just it'd be nice to see you know somebody take a few seconds and type out a a comment and we'll of course read you uh read your name out in the next episode and you'll get kibitz and, and you know maybe mm-hmm. you'll get a Maybe you'll get an imaginary trophy from the Gamer Escape podcast. Um, there you go. If you have any questions for us, uh, you want to talk to us about something on the show, maybe you got something that's just grinding your gears. 
about video games, um, you know, you can email us at gep at gamerscape.com. Uh, we are, of course, on Twitter. It's at gamerescape. Uh, you can actually see all of our latest uh, um, articles as they get popped up because they get posted instantly to Twitter thanks to our awesome uh, web designer who shall be not be named. <laughs> He's this guy right here. <laughs> not me, this other one. You know. I'm, like, I'm like, are you pointing to yourself? <laughs> no, I'm pointing imaginarily over the internet to the other guy sitting immediately <laughs> next to me. Um, uh, of course, uh, I'm on Twitter as well, at uh, Bursty, S-B-E-R-S-T-Y, and you are? I'm Raffledurg, R-O-F-L-D-R-G. That's it for us this week, guys. Uh, see you next episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And, uh, oh, there is one more thing. Is there? Before we sign off, yeah. Um, you're going to hear a little something at the beginning of this episode, I'm thinking anyways, um, from my production standpoint. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unveil a couple of, uh, of things. Maybe, you know what, instead of doing it at the beginning, I'll do it at the end, right after this. So as soon as we sign off here, what you're going to hear as a listener is you're going to hear two different versions of what could be the beginning of our podcast. And should you hear mm-hmm. these things, maybe you like one, maybe you don't like the other, maybe it's vice versa, I don't know. Um, and we're going to figure out some kind of poll at some point where uh, yeah, you, the listener, will get to uh, speak your kibitz about which intro song you like best. So uh, we've got to give props, of course, to DJ Play School for hooking us up with that it only took him a few weeks actually he made us both of them Mm -hmm. so we're going to uh of course toss that in at the end of this episode um and then of course we'll talk a little bit more on episode nine about what exactly we're going to do with that so stay tuned guys and we'll see you soon say good night fusion see you